So we've got Becky in the studio this morning, who is going to be speaking with us. Thanks for coming in, Becky. Morning. Thanks for having me. <laughs> um, can I pray for you? Oh, yeah. Let's pray. Um, yeah, thank you, God, for Becky. Thank you that you, um, you love to fill her with your presence. You love being with her and in her and working through her. Um, and we just bless you this morning, Becky. Um, thank you for your time spent preparing. Uh, we just bless this word. And just pray for everyone listening and for me and Noah as well. Um, and everyone catching up that your hearts are ready for this. And you're, um, that you can really hear God and just yeah, recognise what he's saying to you. And mm. that you are blessed by, by Becky's word now. In Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Thanks, guys. Well, these guys, actually, this, is, this isn't just a sitting, listening exercise for, for Nair and Steph today. It's a bit of a mixture of some listening and um, some discussion as well in the style that we are beginning to get used to on the live stream. In fact, I was thinking um, this is, I was involved in the very, very first live stream, and it is a total privilege to be here on the very last live stream. Um, so I feel like I've travelled the whole story arc and um, here I am at the end. Maybe I should have worn the same outfit I wore on the very first one. Um, I'd have to go back and look, I don't know. <laughs> Although I was really pregnant in the first few that we did, so maybe that wouldn't have worked. Um, anyway, right, we are talking about core values or key values or the sort of the things that make us us as City Church. And the last few weeks, we're, we're sort of doing a little bit of an introduction to these ideas, although none of them are new ideas to us. Lots of these are, it's, I mean, I wrote down, it's, it's like our DNA. Now, scientists, I know, don't like the use of DNA, at least my sister, who's a scientist, doesn't like me using DNA in this way to talk about us because it's not DNA. And okay, so for the scientists, I apologise up front. But... It is something, this is what makes us who we are. These, these values help to shape our vision, our mission, our goals, our purpose. Who we are is all tied in with all of those more outward looking bits of who we are. It's the, the key values, these core values are sort of, it's who God's made us to be. And so we've identified kind of five things, but actually it's just as true for individuals as it is for a church family, that your core values, your key, the things that are really important to you will, will help identify things like what your mission in life is, what your goals are, what your purpose is. They're all linked in together. Um, so we've identified these kind of five, although I use the word five, loosely and these guys are smiling because <laughs> they were in the discussion where we're like well it's sort of five but it's sort of a bit like more than five so we've got um we've already talked about family this idea that we want to bring the best out of one another we, we don't want to be afraid to be real and vulnerable with one another that's a that's a real big part of who we are it's one of the things that that makes us us as city church another one is unity and we talked about Actually, we are one church, not just city church, but we, within our city, we are one church, the church of Jesus. And across the nation, we are united together with other Christians. We want to work together for the glory of God's kingdom. And that is an important value for us. 
the uh, another one, um, Josh spoke last week when we were all together about mission and hope. And really, I sum this up um, in my notes as Jesus is after hearts. He's after our hearts and he's after other people's hearts. That is our mission and that is the hope that we have. Um, we have hope. The mission is to give other people that hope in very, very basic terms. And that's what Josh said last week very well. If you didn't get to hear it, um, I'm pretty sure that it's now out on the podcast. Um, and then and a fourth one, and what we're going to be talking about today is presence, about the presence of God. We want to be, we are seekers of the presence of God and we are carriers of God's presence um, as we go about our lives. And then the fifth one is <laughs> written down in my notes. It's floofy. Um, floofy is my word that sort of means it's uh, nebulous. It's a bit cloudy. It's sort of lots of ideas right now all bundled into a big cloudy thought that loosely is about being an influence in our city, an influence in our setting, wherever we might be. Um, it's a little bit kind of where the rubber hits the road with some of these other concepts. And it's also some other things that we will get into in more detail, but thankfully not today because I clearly have not covered that very well. Um, so just by having these values, by giving them names, by giving examples of what they look like, it helps us as a church, as a family, to, to posture ourselves to, it gives us some clarity in our vision and in our goals, and it allows us the, the permission, the mandate to go after the things that God has put on our hearts. And as I was thinking about this, before I even got onto talking about and thinking about presence, actually, I was thinking our hearts are a reflection of the heart of God, but they are our reflection of that. And all of these, these values, all of these ideas have come out of discussions that we as a leadership team have had over the last, well, what, 12 months maybe, maybe longer. And some of it is stuff that has been a part of our church makeup for many, many years. Um, but I would encourage you really to get to grips with these in their new, whatever we're calling them as values or pillars or whatever, Speak with the leaders, like go ask them, go and hear their hearts, share your heart, share what God is saying to you. We have a great opportunity coming up and I haven't mentioned it yet, but there's a church camp coming up soon. You might, you might have heard something about it. Um, it's a really good opportunity to sit down with people and hear their hearts. So all of these ideas are coming in part from the discussions we have had as a leadership team over many, many months um, they are coming from the heart that we carry, for the vision we carry that God has put in us. And if there's something you want to know, come chat with us. We'll talk about it. Share what God's put on your heart and let's make that a part of our DNA going forward. That's not DNA. Thank you, scientists. Right. That is just my introduction. And if we were timing it, I would ask us not to time that bit. But unfortunately, time started a long time ago. Um, so I'm talking more specifically about presence and it's a really good one. It's sort of, you'd hope that all churches would like to value the presence of God um, and we are part of that big picture of church that looks to value God's presence. But really we're asking the question, what does that look like for us as City Church? 
So I've asked Noah and Steph initially to share a couple of scriptures that I've been mulling over, and then we'll just have a bit of a chat about it. Guys, thanks for bearing with. <laughs> um, who's got the psalm? Yep. Noah. So it's Psalm 27, verse 4, which says, One thing I ask from the Lord, this only do I seek, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life, to gaze on the beauty of the Lord and seek him in his temple. That's great. Thank you. And then, Steph, you've got uh, 1 Corinthians. This is 1 Corinthians, verse 16. Do you not know that you are God's temple and that God's spirit dwells in you? Okay, so two, I think, really well-known passages, actually. Um, lots of people have written songs about them and lots of people have given sermons on them before. But for me, they sum up a little bit the idea of us both wanting to seek God's presence and maybe what that looks like what that feels like but then also the Corinthians passage the idea that we don't need to go into a temple to find the presence of God actually by by being saved by Jesus by being filled with the Holy Spirit we are carriers of the Holy Spirit we are in and of ourselves temples and actually what that means in our lives in our day-to-day so, I mean, I've got a few thoughts and notes that I've made because I, I prepared a talk and then thought we'd have a discussion instead. Um, but just your kind of, what are your thoughts on this, this idea of seeking the presence of God? Um, what, what does that look like for you guys? Can I start? Yeah, so for me, um, I think seeking the presence of God, I try to just engage with him in the in the smallest things because it's easy to sort of when you're having a crisis or if something's going really well you think yeah thank you lord or please help me but like in the small things as well it's he's he's with us all the time it's not just when things are going really bad or really well and so seeking the lord in in the everyday so like for me i used to when i was at work um, in my well i still am at work but you know but when I was working my old job and while I'm at work now while I'm making things um, I'm praying while I do it and I'm praying over the pieces it glues and that sort of thing and it um, it led to some interesting conversations in my old job of like why are you standing watching that you should be working but actually it was more than that I was I was praying over it but they they didn't understand that um, but yeah like even in the small things in life just keeping God with you and um, yeah, just bring everything to him. Yeah, that's good. that's good. And I've been thinking about decision making, like how when as we navigate life and even in the little things, as Noah was saying, and bigger things as well, it's not just us making decisions or Noah and I, um, you know, making a decision about something, but we literally have the Holy Spirit living in us and God's presence helps us to navigate and helps us to make decisions in that way, which I'm so thankful for. <laughs> and I know all of you watching me vote so thankful for the Holy Spirit sometimes. Um, but yeah, that's one of the things I was thinking about. So I was thinking a bit about our 
our corporate worship times, thinking about us, our city church, when we gather on a Sunday or we gather for a worship evening. There happens to be one coming up on Friday. Um, the presence of God and how we experience it and how we seek for it. Um, the That psalm says, I something one thing I earnestly seek, or maybe mm. a translation of it would even be like a desperation. And I think of David and the story where he's dancing before the Ark of the Covenant and yeah. he just doesn't care what anybody thinks of him. And he's mm. in his pants and, well, you know, the equivalent <laughs> of his pants, whatever they had in ancient Hebrew underwear shops. Um, but he's, you know, he's not wearing his kingly robes. He's, he's completely sold out for the presence of God and actually thinking in our worship times as a church family, what does that look like when we're, we're seeking the presence of God? I mean, you two are both on the worship team in different capacities. So what, what, what does that look like for you? What do you think? Um, what does it look like in, in, in some corporate worship? You... Yeah, and then our time together as, as a family, yeah. I suppose. We'll go, we um, can go wider if, if you want. Yeah, I love when, so you know how God speaks to everyone differently um, and we hear him in different ways. I love those Sundays, which when we're together, it's, it's most Sundays when God speaks to different people and that person brings it. And it's such a different, in my mind, it's like different colours, like different strands almost of a tapestry. And... And it all links up because God is clearly with us and at work um, and how God is speaking to different members of the church, whether it is someone leading worship if they've had a word or someone, you know, scripture comes to mind and they bring it or all these little things. I love when you get to the end and you're like, oh my goodness, that was completely, um, how I see it is like like a wave, like we were riding like on a wave. Um I love those moments. What about you? Mm. And sort of, I enjoy like the sort of, as we're seeing, looking at the words and really like picking apart what they mean in each song and like as you sing them. So it's, cause it could just be words on a screen that you're like, yeah, that sounds nice. But like actually thinking about what these words mean and who was writing the song or the scripture that it's based on, what what it means and what it, yeah, what it is mm. um, that we're actually singing. Yeah, and also like, um, so in in the sung worship parts of our morning when we're all together, um, I think it can be quite easy. It's, it's finding that balance of being aware of everyone and we are in a group singing and praising the Lord, but not being aware of everyone at the same time and pressing into God and pouring our affection at the Lord's feet almost in, in our singing and our music. Um, knowing that we're all together, but at the same time not, I suppose it's not having a concern or worry about yeah. that person in front of me, I'm singing really out of tune, what do they think? Yeah. Because it's, they are with me, that person in front of me, but it's not about them, yeah. it's not about me either. Um, and so kind of tuning out of that element of being concerned of, you know, if I lift my arm up, will it be in someone's way? <laughs> will I hit yeah. the person next to me? Probably. Like, we often, like, knock arms, like <laughs> but it's choosing to not fret about those things yeah. and just focus on the Lord and enjoy the Holy Spirit and embrace what God is doing and what he's saying. 
um, no matter if you hit someone or sing out a tune or yeah. anything. God loves it when we praise. He doesn't care if we're out of tune. Um, he, he loves it. Um, yeah. Yeah, it's something that when I was first told that growing up, I was like, so it doesn't matter if I'm rubbish at singing. He loves it. And that was like a revelation to me. Yeah. And now I just sing my heart out. <laughs> and it turns out you're not rubbish. <laughs> <laughs> not anymore. So <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I think the, the I suppose the, the fruit we see when the Holy Spirit is at work in our worship times is that the gifts of the Spirit do start right. to come out. And I think that's something that we at City Church, we do try to make space for within our corporate times is exactly what you say, Steph, that different people will bring a prophecy or a scripture or a picture or an interpretation of what that might mm. mean that they, I love it, you're right, I love it when they come together and you just go, wow, there's this big picture and it's, it's all little bits of it coming from different parts of the family. Um, I've also been thinking a bit about um, the way that that psalm talks about, I want to dwell in the house of the Lord forever, um, of just that desire for the deeper, more intimate encounters with Jesus. Those, those experiences that, that those of us who have maybe been around the Christian world for a long time, or maybe not at all, um, we, we probably, we can think of specific times when we've just had those encounters in a deeper, more intimate way. Um, and sometimes those can be in a corporate setting on a Sunday morning, sometimes that might be a worship night, sometimes that might be at home in your own personal kind of quiet times with God. Um, but uh, it's, um, you might remember I did a talk a while ago about the tabernacle and talking about the Holy of Holies being the most, the centre bit of the tabernacle where the Ark of the Covenant is. And it talks about the glory of God and the word that gets used in the passage in Exodus is a word, kabowd. I actually don't know if that's how you say it, that's how you spell it. Um, and it's the, the heaviness or the weight of God's splendour. And actually those times when there's an experience of the Holy Spirit that feels kind of weighty, feels heavy. And something about presence for me in who we are as a church is that actually we are seeking more and more for those experiences um, that we would have those experiences in our Sunday morning times, that we would have those experiences in our personal times mm -hmm. or in small group settings, mm -hmm. that we, I suppose our hearts are open yeah. to be ready for those times and seeking them rather than yeah. imagining that they only happen on a special occasion, yeah. I think. That's good. I think the word ready is good, like... And it says all through scripture as well, doesn't it? We need to be ready for it and not just that God will kind of, I mean, God often does just show up, but for us as his hands and feet here to be ready for what, what's he going to do through us. Um, yeah, that's good. Um, I'm aware of time and just wanting to move us into, um, we've touched on this a little bit, but the idea that, that we're carrying God's presence with us every day, this isn't just about the kind of, worship time on a Sunday morning or when you're in a prayer meeting but the idea that we are temples that we ourselves are carrying around the presence of God that is really key for us as a church I think that 
that Jesus isn't just for Sundays and the mm -hmm. Holy Spirit isn't just for when I'm with other Christians. Um, so what are your your experiences, your thoughts on this? You both work, <laughs> I was going to say work in the real world as opposed to, I have, I have the privilege of working for the church and so I get to be with lots of Christians a lot of the time actually. But for you guys, most of your your week to week time, you're either with other people or Noah's on his own in the <laughs> workshop. <laughs> but what are your experiences of, of being carriers of the Holy Spirit in every day? Um, one thing that comes to mind for me is um, how you know, having conversations with people, um, how they notice a, di a difference in, I mean, I'm, I'd say the atmosphere, <laughs> but difference in the way people are when you're there or not. Um, I don't know how to describe that. Um, but for me, I suppose, it's not directly answering your question, but if I quickly had this story, and which might be an encouragement to someone watching, perhaps. Um, I know I've shared this before, but it, it's really stuck with me. When um, I once hugged my friend after church um, a few years ago, and, and as I was holding her, I could really strongly sense the presence of God. So physically, I could feel um, the weight, as you're saying, the weight of God's presence. And I was like, wow, like I can... I can feel the spirit on you and she was like that's great that's amazing because I absolutely cannot and I am in such a bad place I'm so low um, and basically that was such encouragement to her me kind of holding her and literally feeling the presence of God that was just on her and sheltering her and protecting her even if she herself couldn't feel it um, so if that's encouragement to someone today, like you are covered in God's glory and God's presence is with you and filling you. So bless you. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, like we, we all are like, and it's that atmosphere that we bring with us to ev everywhere that we go is, he is with us and working in us and through us all the time. And that can be, it is noticeable for people that sort of, aren't Christians or don't know what, what it is, what it's about, they, they do notice it. Yeah. I had a number of interesting conversations with people in, in my old job just about my manner and how I was and what it was that sort of um, made me, made me who I am, made me so calm and made me so happy all the time. And just, I was able to say, well, it's, this is who I am. This is, I'm like this because of Jesus. I have Jesus in my life. Let me tell you about Jesus. They'd be like, oh no. <laughs> but you manage to get these conversations in with people and they sort of, on the odd occasion, will listen and take in what you're saying. And yeah. I, yeah. And also if you describe it as a smell, like it says in the word, mm. to one person it smells like life and to the next it smells like death. So you come across some people that they might show incredible, like, anger or rudeness towards you or like not like you and you're like there's no logical reason for this but actually in the spiritual places their spirit does not like the smell of Jesus and the smell of heaven and there's like a fence happening almost um so that that's a thing as well yeah, isn't it yeah that as well <laughs> <laughs> but in that setting what would you suggest that we do um I mean is that something where you just go and you pray and you 
Is that is that what you would recommend? Yeah, I think at first, I mean, some people would know straight away, I know what's happening. But I think for me, it would probably take on reflection and be like, oh, that was probably something in the spiritual place is happening. Mm. Um, and yeah, just in your heart, just cover them in prayer, I suppose. Yeah. That, as you said earlier, Jesus is after our hearts and the hearts of everyone around us. So he wants that heart that has been insult, offended by Jesus to pray for that heart to be softened. Yeah. yeah, yeah, praying for the hearts to be softened. And also it's a great opportunity to practice forgiveness because it can be right. easy just to take offence from yeah, what has true. been said and be like, oh, I yeah. take offence from it all and just avoid that person. But actually it's a great opportunity That's to true. practice forgiveness and to Grace. pray for them and yeah, keep, keep them in your prayers and yeah. And see a transformation. Yeah. Yeah. Amen. I think one thing I noted down was um, spiritual gifts are not just for church. Mm. Um, and yeah. I love the idea when we're carrying God's presence with us, you know, we can hear from God in a setting that is not a church setting. And it's perfectly okay to, to, to use prophecy in your everyday. Sometimes you might not want to open with, thus says the Lord, <laughs> if you're in a board meeting. But there's no reason why God can't give you a really good idea in a board meeting. We were actually chatting Completely. saying, well, Jesus was a carpenter. So does he ever give Noah like a good carpentry idea of like, oh, you don't want to do it that way. Um, but God gives us like creative ideas and yeah. sometimes... Or he might give you a bit of insight about a person, a little bit like what you've just shared, actually, where you don't necessarily need to come in saying, oh, I was praying this morning and Jesus told me. Although occasionally that might be exactly the right route to take for someone who you know their heart is open to hearing that. But it could just be that you get a sense that somebody's just having a bad day. But it's not just that they look really grumpy. There's something more to it that is the Holy Spirit at work saying, that person needs a cup of tea or they need a hug or they, you know, just ask them how they're doing. Mm. And I think when you carry the presence of God, actually the Holy Spirit is with you, working through you the whole time, as you've said. And spiritual gifts are not just something we say for church on a Sunday. We can use them in our everyday. Um, I wrote down here, use them by stealth, um, like a ninja, like a ninja carrier of God's presence. I don't really know where to take that, so we'll just <laughs> pause that imagery there. Um, presence, I think it is, it's a really key part of who we are as a church when we're together and what it looks like in our, in our non-Sunday lives, all the rest of our time. Mm -hmm. um, and I guess the idea of carrying the Holy Spirit around with us is something that we want to hold in our minds um, as we go about our week. Um, and maybe that's a good place to end. Maybe we should, should we pray? Should we just pray for everybody? Yeah. Anyone who stayed with us in this conversation <laughs> this whole time <laughs> and all those who gave up. Um, let's just pray. I wrote down here, let's invite God to interrupt and intervene in mm. our lives. Um, he's after our hearts is that the idea that he wants the whole of you all of the time. Um, so, yeah, let me pray. I'll pray for you guys, pray for everybody who is listening and watching and with us. Um, Jesus, we want to be carriers of your presence. We want to seek out your presence. We want to be people who are desperate for those deeper, more intimate encounters with you where we experience the heaviness 
of your splendour. And also, we want to be carriers of your Holy Spirit in our everyday. We don't want to save Holy Spirit for Sundays, but we want to be people who carry your presence about our everyday, that we would be life through your Holy Spirit to the people around us. And I pray for every person right now as they are listening to this, as they are joining together with us as family, that you would fill them once again with your Holy Spirit and that they would carry your presence throughout this week, that they would be ready, their hearts would be open for you to interrupt and intervene and that by being carriers of your presence that they would see the fruit of your spirit at work in their lives and in the lives of their family and their friends and their colleagues and the people that they see every day. Jesus, we just ask for your blessing on every one of us and that you would fill us with your Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Amen.